the Holy Gospel according to John, the 20th chapter. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Lord. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, o Christ. Christ. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ, our risen Lord. Amen. Well, a blessed Easter to all of you. We have certainly been through a lot together in a very short period of time, although it may feel longer. Please know that all of us here at St. Philip the Deacon, we hear you, we miss you, we love you, and we are praying for you. On February 26th, we gather together at St. Philip the Deacon for Ash Wednesday services. It was like any other Ash Wednesday, where we were reminded, as an ashen cross was placed on our foreheads, that we are dust, and to dust we shall return. And we shared in a meal of bread and wine. Now, Ash Wednesday was not only the beginning of the 40-day season of Lent, but also the beginning of our five weeks of soup suppers, followed by Holden evening prayer in the sanctuary. It is the one time in our church year that those who attend one of our five worship services have the chance 
to eat and worship together as a whole family. Two and a half weeks later, on March 13th, after a string of events related to the coronavirus, we made the difficult but faithful and responsible decision to temporarily suspend all activities at church, including worship. Five weeks later, temporary is starting to feel, well, not so temporary. Over the past five weeks, we have learned to worship together virtually. We have experienced a Palm Sunday, a Monday Thursday, a Good Friday, and Easter Sunday that most will likely never forget. So now, eight days into the 50-day season of Easter, we ask, now what? As individuals, families, and as a church family, we cannot help but wonder, when will things get back to normal? When will people go back to work if work is still there? When will we get to be closer than six feet from each other? When will grandparents be able to see and hug their grandkids? And when will adult children get to see and hug their parents? When will we get to hold the hand of a loved one who is in the hospital or in a care facility? When will we get to hang out with our friends? When will we be able to worship together in person as a community of faith? So after we have practiced faithful social distancing and flattened the curve, when will normal be restored? What will normal look like? Most likely, what we remember as being normal will be different. It will be new. Now, the language of new normal is often used to describe the period after a time in one's life that was physically or emotionally traumatic or challenging. A period of time of experiencing pain, loss, and suffering. This is true for those faced with a cancer diagnosis and subsequent treatments, whether in the midst of chemotherapy, radiation, or living in remission, life is different than it was before. This is true for those in recovery from substance abuse, depression, and anxiety. Life after involves a change in one's living choices and behaviors. And though there may be a great sense of relief and even joy that comes from completing treatment and therapy, life is different than it was before. This is true for those in the early days of raw grief and living with the absence of their beloved. When a loved one dies, it is not only them we lose forever in this life, we also lose a piece of ourselves, for they were part of us, and we were part of them. Life is different than it was before. 
Coming through these experiences and experiences like them often mark a new normal. And that there is no possibility of returning to who we were before. In that very experience, a drastic break has occurred between who we were before and who we are after. The realities of a new normal is evident in the days that follow Jesus' resurrection. Having witnessed the tragic and traumatic crucifixion of their teacher and friend days before, the disciples were filled with pain, suffering, and loss. They too had been through a lot together, and now life was certainly different than it was before. Our story today begins with Jesus' disciples hiding behind locked doors, shades drawn, terrified that they would get it next when Jesus suddenly enters. He was not a ghost or a figment of their imagination. He shared words of peace and then showed the disciples the wounds where the Romans had tortured him to convince them that he was the risen Christ. He was just like them, and more so. Now, Thomas was nowhere to be found, and we have no idea where he was. Maybe he was out for a walk, grabbing a cup of coffee or a quick bite to eat. Maybe he had already accepted what had happened and was moving on with his life. Maybe he was just trying to get back to a sense and a place of normal. Who knows? Of all the disciples, Thomas was practical and hard-headed. He called it as he saw it. If he didn't understand something, he asked questions. Just before Jesus was arrested and he and his disciples were eating together, Jesus told them that he would be leaving them soon, but it wouldn't be forever. Jesus told them they knew the way. No one said a word except Thomas. He had no idea what Jesus was talking about. He had no idea where Jesus was going, and he certainly didn't know the way. Jesus said to him, I am the way, which I'm guessing still left Thomas scratching his head. So it's no wonder, having missed out on Jesus' appearance to the disciples in that crowded room, that he would want to see what they saw too. He couldn't believe unless he not only saw, but touched the nail marks. And what is Jesus response to Thomas's lack of unbelief. Punishment? Ridicule? No. Eight days later, Jesus showed up. Jesus showed up blessing Thomas with a word of peace. And Thomas's response after experiencing Jesus firsthand, my Lord and my God, in that moment, everything changed. There was no going back to normal for Thomas. 
or for you and me almost 2,000 years later. Because through Jesus' death and resurrection, there was no normal to return to. Because the tomb was empty and Christ had risen, life and the world would forever be different. Now Thomas often gets a bad rap in this story. But let me be clear. Today's story is less about Thomas's unbelief and more about Jesus' care for not only Thomas, but for you and me. It is not a story of reprimand, but one of love and grace. Jesus, not Thomas, is the center of this story. Jesus shows up and meets Thomas right where he is at. And because you and I are witness to this story, when faced with the countless challenges today, when faced with doubts, with unbelief, with the uncertainty of what tomorrow will bring, with the countless feelings we are all experiencing in our hearts and on our minds, it's okay. And trust me, you are not alone. Because Jesus shows up there too. Jesus shows up blessing you with a word of peace. Knowing this, may we recognize the hope and promise that comes to us through Jesus Christ. That through believing in him, we have life in his name. May we too respond to Jesus. Showing up in the challenges and changes of life today, in the different and in the new, with the same faithful confession, my Lord and my God. May God give you the courage to face these different and changing days, not with fear, but with compassion, strength, and love knowing and trusting that you are never alone because God shows up here too. Let it be so. Amen.